Hi everyone. As we enjoy our season break, I wanted to bring you this episode that I did with Chris from her podcast, Inside Out with Chris. It is a bit more mum-centric, so apologies to our dad listeners. Chris's audience is a lot more female-heavy. In this conversation, we talk about toddler tantrums, mum fails, and how we're handling essentially life as as mothers. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Out. I have the beautiful Leonie from the Parenthood Pod on today. She is a mama of two, and she is here to talk all things with me surrounding mum fails, but they're not really failures. They're actually great, but we're going to chat a little bit more, and I'm sure that you will relate to all of this with us. So how are you, Leonie? I'm good. I'm good. So excited to be here and talk about all my uh, successes in parenthood. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm going to start. So if you have little ears around you I suggest you put your headphones in because swearing is coming (laughs) up I have a three and a half year old and a two-year-old and my son my beautiful darling son now says what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and when you ask him to stop he says what the shit what the shit and then if you ask him to stop that it changes to what the heck what the heck and I'm just like am I failing what have we done I just does he say that at school like my whole thing goes to like where else are they saying these words and like oh my god other parents and teachers are going to hear and think far out what is going on in that yeah so it started when daycare said Jesse's been saying what the fuck today and I was like he's never said that before so he just wouldn't start that today because no other kids would be saying it around him right Mm -hmm. so it's like it was I kind of defended it and I was like no he he might be saying what the duck like I know that he's heard the words what the heck from his sisters but he hadn't repeated it at that point and then we got in the car and so I was like fully sitting at daycare being like no 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 that's not what he was saying I'll work out what it was and let you know like it's not my son my son's not saying that we get in the car we're driving home and then he goes mum put on Moana I put on Moana and he goes oh what the fuck and I was like oh crap don't say that and he goes what the fuck what the fuck Oh, God. And what do you – because my whole thing, so my little Noah, also three and a half years old, he says for some reason he's picked up like shit, but he uses it like wrongly. So he goes, he's like, you (gasps) shit. And like, I'm like, uh, like what? He's like, oh. and like when he's angry with things, he's like, you shit, you shit. And then like half soft. And I'm like, okay, that is like not how you use the word. But like, dude, how did you even learn that word? But yeah, my whole thing is if I draw attention to it, so I go, don't say that. I'm worried he's going to go, oh, good. That's what I'm going to say right. from now on to get your attention. Right. So I'm often like, oh, no, I know. Uh, what, what do I usually say? I'm like, oh, no, I no, we, um, we'll turn down the volume a little on that one. Anyway, let's, let's go do something, you know, and I'm trying to like distract and move on. It's not a big deal. Let's just get, I don't know. What's your approach? Mm, so at the start, I was like, don't speak that way. We don't talk that way. Um, and then his sisters heard him the first time and I wasn't in the room and they cracked up laughing. So that didn't help the process, obviously. Yes. Um, now he, Jesse has a thing at the moment and I believe it's just from shows, but he's scared of the police. So he did, so, he, oh. we have a issue with hitting at the moment, uh, with both of the little kids and he hit Lola and he ran over to me and said, don't call the police, mommy, don't call the police and was crying. And I've never seen, he, normally when he hits Lola, he doesn't care. There's no remorse. He's like, sorry, Lola. 
he just does it again, right? We're trying to teach him to be that it's that it's wrong. So this was probably a month ago, and I've started using that to my advantage. So with the swearing, but look, I'm, the police are going to come, Jesse. If you keep saying that, the police will come, and you'll have to go and speak to them about it. And then he's like, no, 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 no. But then he's doing it again. So I don't know whether it's encouraging it, like not saying anything. Yeah. Sometimes I'm ignoring him while he says it, but he just says it louder and more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. What do I do? What do you do? Yeah. Honestly. And I've got the, I've had the, the F bomb dropped a number of times, but my whole thing is like, we try to keep it pretty PG in our household. However, you know, when you have like, you know, stubbed your toe and you're just literally like, and then you can't like it just comes out and then you like try to suck it back in but at that point you've already dropped the bomb and so that's when also little Noah I know like it's probably my fault my husband's better at like holding he's like duck is kind of our word at home but like I'm talking when there's a serious thing I just it just kind of flies out of my Mm. mouth so similarly if I hear him say it I'm kind of like oh you know Noah no don't you know don't say that anyway let's you know and I'll just you know carry mm-hmm. on but I don't I, yeah I just don't know if there's an easy way the other thing I'm not sure if this is a mum fail but something that I'm trying to deal with around you know I'm just wondering about the best approach is okay so my little one Noah is very affectionate which is great and I don't want to bang that out of him by any means but he's almost so affectionate that he, particularly with the girls at school he's at early learning mm-hmm. he'll go up to them and like really want to you know get up close even when he's talking to them and sometimes like go in for a cuddle so we're teaching him like make sure you you know make sure you ask if you and the teachers always sort of reinforcing that you don't just go up to someone and like you know tackle them down you gotta you gotta ask first but my whole thing and so he's learning he's asking but sometimes I just see he just gets so excitable Mm. by his friends that he gets up really close you know and some of the kids are like and like you know back off a bit have you experienced yeah so we so I guess we have the opposite Jesse with um when he's frustrated he will lash out and hit however what I've found is that he doesn't do it off the cuff it's usually a reoccurring thing that keeps happening and happening and eventually he gets really frustrated and he might like throw a toy or throw it at the child or whatever we've had a couple of conversations with school and I'm finding he gets super overstimulated and that's resulting in this behavior however I can resonate with what you're saying there is actually a nonverbal child in my son's class and he's a beautiful little boy but he has an interest in in Jess and loves cuddling Jesse and being really close to him and sometimes Jesse likes it and sometimes Jesse retaliates so Jesse and I have just been you know talking um in depth of an afternoon like if this child comes, you know, over and wants a cuddle. Cuddles are okay, but if you don't feel like one, you just say, I don't feel like a cuddle right now, but thank you. And you move on. Not that he has to be thankful for a cuddle, but just to express kindness and compassion in moments of like that. And also understanding that sometimes Jesse can be super affectionate with me and I don't want him near me. So me de- demonstrating that with him as well. And I think even yes. if, you know, um, a bit of unsolicited advice, I don't know if this would help at all, but even if you were like that with your son, and mm-hmm. even times where you, like every mum loves the cuddle from their kid, right? But at times if you just demonstrated, I don't really feel like a cuddle right now. Like so he could see that at home as well, that it's totally normal yes. and he might understand it a little bit more frequently. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm modeling mm-hmm. that a little bit with uh, a little his sibling, mm-hmm. Charlie. So little Charlie, the two-year-old, often I was letting it go. So Noah would go up to him and try to like, you know, play and Charlie would be like, no, not now, not now. And I was like, oh, just, you know, but now that I'm very privy to this, I'm like, no, Charlie said he doesn't want to play right now. Let's walk away, Noah. You can come back mm-hmm. later. I'm really kind of just trying to demonstrate. Yeah, to yeah I'm the same with Jesse and Lola and Jesse gets mm-hmm. in his head. He wants Lola to chase him, but he, she never catches him so you know this game of her just chasing jesse for an hour she gets over really quickly and he's like chase me and like throws massive tantrums example yesterday throwing himself on the floor kicking and screaming and i was like dude like it's okay she just doesn't want to play right now and maybe can she chase you and he's like absolutely not <laughs> that's not happening oh, anyway but yeah it's um it's modeling it it's talking it's being super clear it's letting them release their feelings and being really open in the dialogue um for jesse with the tantrums i've been removing him from wherever we are in the house it doesn't matter if, it, if his sisters are home or sisters aren't home i pick him up away from lola and steve and we go into another room and shut the door and I just sit there. I sit there until he either comes to me calmly or he's physically hitting me, which has been common for yeah. Jess, um, and then we just talk it out and I just say well, that really hurts mummy and we don't like to do that and it's not okay to hit or use your hands. And we have those conversations, but as well as how are you feeling? And he'll say, I feel really angry, and I said, that's okay. Like validating those emotions as they come up too has been helpful. Yeah, I love that you have so much patience. I'm like, when well, my kid tantrums and little Charlie's the worst tantrum, it will go on for like 10 minutes. I literally, initially I'm like, oh, Charlie. And then he'll be like, nah, nah, on the floor screaming, kicking. I'm like, cool, look, I've got things to do. So I just, I'm in the same room, but I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm cooking yeah. dinner. And then eventually he'll kind of stand up and then I'll be like, you want to give mummy a hug now? And so we'll kind of come together towards the yep. back end. But I'm like, I don't have yeah, time. Yeah. Not that I don't have time. I don't have patience. I don't either. I'm kind of like, get I- over. Yeah. This, I flipped the switch a little while ago and I used this mm. opportunity as a reframe to do my deep breathing for the day when this comes up, right? Oh, so if I haven't done good. it in the shower that morning, I will take four deep breaths in, hold for four and breathe back out for four. Uh, for You know, it could take 10 times, it could take three times, but I use that opportunity for me, even though there's disaster and, you know, chaos yeah. surrounding me, I, I find a way to make that help me and support me so that if I'm interrupted, I don't get that rise of resentment and frustration. And why do I have to be the one that does this? Why do I have to be the patient one? Why does he do, like, why can't he behave differently? Why is my child behaving like this? Rather than going through that big victim mentality, blame game and frustration yeah. of all the things I could be doing other than this, I just sit yes. there and I just breathe in, hold, breathe out. Breathe in, hold, and breathe out. And then I feel grateful. Mm. I get to do this with my son. I get to have my son. I get to talk about my, to my son about his behaviour. What a fucking privilege that is. So many women would, would do anything yeah. for this moment and I'm in, in the moment. So finding the gratitude in the practice as well. Um, it's supported me mm. through motherhood in particular when there is chaos and tantrums with a lot of mothers tantrums um trigger or activate their own traumas so traumas of of violence of feeling degraded of feeling rejected it's a rejection piece from a child to a parent right so all those activations come up within us and that's when we all the unresolved traumas are coming out towards our child if we're feeling that that heavy resentment right and then we're frustrated for the rest of the night and we just want to get rid of them and go to bed it's like just get them to bed and i'll be happy 
And then it gets to that point and you're like, oh, I've got so much to do. I need to get it all done and then I'll be happy. Oh, I'll get a good night's sleep and then I'll be happy. Oh, the other child woke me up. Okay, I'm not happy. Life ruined. It's the pile on effect, right? Yes, yes. And how you reframe those thoughts, which you are obviously very yeah. good at. And also, I mean, with practice, I'm sure we could all do it too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just been, I mean, with the work that you've done, you're very hyper aware of all of this stuff, but it's great for us listening and certainly yeah. for someone like yeah. myself to go, okay, this is, this is the, this is the reminder that I needed. So tonight when the kids get home, they drive me bloody nuts. I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful. I'm lucky. And it's so true. We know mm-hmm. this. We just sometimes get sucked into the, the to-do list and mm-hmm. the other things, um, you know, that we forget mm-hmm. it. I want to hear about, Okay, tell me about your worst fail or tantrum situation that was in public. Oh, man, how long do you have? <laughs> um, specifically, specifically, I'm going to go, oh, Jesse just has had so many. He has his tantrums really? are full meltdown. Well, it's pretty good. All you got to say is, look, there's the birds or there's the moon. And she's like, oh. Okay, cool. And she just switches <laughs> okay. off and it just works every oh, time. Right. Well, it's a little okay. jam, but Jesse is loud. Yeah. He is strongly opinionated. I probably say when like I had poo on my hand, we we're in the shopping center. He had a full oh. nappy. I needed to go and change him, but we needed to leave the park to go and change him. I had Lola in the pram and it was me on my own. Yeah. And all these, like I had all these bags and I forgot my little hook for the pram so that I could hold the bags on the pram. So oh. I had all the bags, Jesse under my hand and like poo on me, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, and I'm like, don't wake Lola. And he's like, rah, rah. like just like a oh. crazy kid. Everyone's staring at me, no one offering to help. And I was like, oh. and that, that oh, sometimes, yeah. because I would offer the help, see, I'm like, can I, yeah, do you need absolutely. a hand in the bathroom? It's just there, I'll give yeah. you a quick hand. Or I'd like, if I had yeah. one kid, just throw the kid on my hip yeah. and be like, how can I help you? Um, and then yeah. I was like, well, these are all fucked. And I was just in this head, this really <laughs> victim headspace all the way to the toilet. I'm like, this is terrible. We are going home. <laughs> And then I had to, because we have to walk past, you know, a donut shop, an ice cream shop, at this shop, at that shop, all the way oh, to the car. Yes. Then I had to negotiate my way all the way to the car through every single shop. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think that was the worst. What about you? Mum life is fun sometimes. Right? <laughs> so, okay, so my one was actually more recently and I think I felt a bit of shame around Ooh. this. Okay, so little, so we left the park. I'm like a little Charlie, two-year-old's hungry. I'm going to go the fast way home. So, and Noah's like the three-year-old, uh, half, the three-and-a-half-year-old's like, no, 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 I want to go that way, the long way home. And I said, no, I'm sorry. So I'm sort of, you know, I'm competing between the two of them. Charlie's pointing this way. Noah's pointing this way. I'm like, we've got to go the short way home. I don't have time for this so I literally grab Noah and off we go and he's already starting to kick like he's being a bit you know you, you know aggressive and just oh I don't want to go this way it's so silly and then all of a sudden he just breaks down and he falls on the ground and he starts tantruming so I'm sitting there going come on Noah get up get up get up he's not listening and then I was like you know what I- I'm out of here so I literally start pushing the pram with Charlie and, and I was like I'll walk like 20 meters down the road and surely he'll run after me and that's how I'll get him home he could just like keep dropping and then run after me and drop it and anyway, so I, I walk 20 meters down the road and he's still not following me. And then this lady's walking past with her son and then like walks past Noah. And I already, I'm, I'm thinking, oh my God, so much judgment. She's probably like, what the hell is this mum doing? Like, you know, pick up your child, mm. mate. Meanwhile, I'm just like waiting, you know, anyway, anyway. So then Noah, as he, as um, the lady walks past Noah, Noah goes, he pulls at her arm. It's like, my mummy, my mummy. 
mummy are pointing at me being like, oh no, I want to go this way. My mummy said, and dragging her in. So she's like, oh, um, maybe just go to your mum. And then I'm there like so embarrassed, like, oh no, Noah, this way. And he's like, no, not you, not you. And he's like talking to this lady, my mum said, oh, I can't go this way. And I was literally dying. Anyway, so I walk back like humbly. I'm like, it's all right. I've got this. I'm like, I pick up, you know, come on, like, Noah, this way. I literally ended up carrying him under and he's a big boy one arm under one arm just kicking and screaming. he's kicked off his shoes i'm not uh, charlie's now screaming because he's hungry he doesn't understand why noah's screaming there's more parents walking past and i'm literally like i don't know how i'm gonna get these kids home it's just gonna have to be under the arm and away yes. we go like but what i what surprised me about that is why did I care? Why did I care about that mum that walked past and the judgment? And I cared for like all day. I literally got home, Chris, and I no. cried. Like, and I don't cry. I cried. I was like, okay, because they're both screaming when we get home. Finally got him home. I felt like I'd done my back trying to get him home. And I'm just in tears. And I'm like, I'm such a bad parent. But what the hell do you do? You know? Why? Yeah. No, I get it. And the amount of times I've had two kids under my arms, like footy, like yeah. um, footy balls, like trying to get them through to from yes. A to B or whatever. Um, sometimes it comes with two almost teenage girls crying behind me as yeah. well, which is just a nightmare on its own. Um, so yeah, no, I totally get it. And the thing is, the only reason that you're carrying that shame and that self judgment is because the conditions that you've believed in the past have told you to, right? That 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 doing that makes you a bad mom. I literally leave my child in McDonald's park and I get in the car and I say, see you, Jesse, and start the car. Yeah. Otherwise he won't come. I was crawling yeah. through the playground. It was all wet the other day. I was soaking wet. I slipped, yeah. I hurt myself. The girls thought it was absolutely oh. hilarious. They thought it was the best day ever because I was in like just crawling trying to avoid the wetness of the park. And he just kept going zip, zip, and up and down and all over the places hiding mm. from me. I said, you know what? Mm. No, I'm not doing this. I'm out. I'm going to get in the car. So know you're not alone and whatever decision you're making right now or whatever thing that is happening that, you know, you're leaving your kid for 20 metres and letting them have a tantrum on the ground, there's another mum doing that too. You're never alone. And that woman, all she would have been thinking is, do I help her or do I let this kid and her have the standoff? That's all I would have thought. Am I like crossing a boundary, this woman's boundary by helping the child? Or do I go and ask her for, like, I just would have been like, oh, what do I do? So that's how she looked confused. Like, uh, and then I'm like, it's judgment. She's judging me. No, she wasn't judging you. You were judging you. And so lean into that and ask yourself, why? Mm. Why Mm. is your opinion of yourself so strong that if you, go under like a level or a line of what the expectation of motherhood means to you and what a successful mum looks like. What is that? Who is that? Who's the perfect mum? Who is she? Mm. Right? And it's okay to act instinctively and intuitively Mm. when you're punishing your child. It is okay. And give yourself that piece of like forgiveness in you and be like, cool, I don't have to hold this shame. This isn't my shame to carry. I've done nothing wrong. This is my son and my journey and my experience in motherhood and I will handle it how I choose without apologies. Mm. It's so Mm. true. We are so hard on ourselves. And I think, as you said, it all stems from the way in which we were brought up. And those, did you always say the the zero to seven Mm. years, like the first seven years of your Mm. life? Is that, is that where a lot of these sort of, um, 
you know, ideals around life stem yeah. from? Yeah, so zero work? to seven are the imprint years, which essentially is where we form all limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs surrounding fear, shame, guilt, sadness, um, anger, any feeling that we have that we have surrounding something in our, in our world, the original mm. idea of this just was discovered by us between the ages of zero to seven. So I do some work called emotional change therapy and one of the first sessions I did when I had this done to me, it was very interesting. We were clearing fear and when I was clearing fear what came up for me was an an unlocked memory that I hadn't recalled in the past this is a visualization process just to um, explain Mm -hmm. it briefly and I had a smile on my face and I was like why am I smiling with clearing fear this is weird and as it got closer to the visualization process and the words like come dropping in finally I saw the picture and the picture was me in my bed with my dog Gemma and it was a thunderstorm and I was five and I was in my parents were still together so I knew how old I was Um, because they divorced when I was about seven or eight and I was five and there was a thunderstorm but I was warm and happy because I was underneath the blankets with my dog but I was terrified because the room was lighting up and no one could hear me yelling out right but I was also happy so super interesting the way that 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 that's where fear was formed right for me and and it could also have been formed earlier than that but I didn't go further than that at that time um, but really, really intriguing that our children right now, like yours and mine, are forming all their beliefs, all the codes to the rest of their lives right now. Isn't it crazy? And I guess that's where the pressure <laughs> comes from that I feel as well in that I'm like, I don't want to fuck <laughs> him up. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want, I want to do the best I can, <laughs> and, you know, and am I stuff? And I think, I, I think I heard this quote where it's like, you're always going to, you know, you're never going to get it right. There's a, it's a lot more eloquent than that, but it was something like we're always going to, yeah, essentially put our imprint in our children. It's never going to be perfect. You can only do the best 100%. you can, but I don't know. I take life pretty seriously. Like I'm a go-getter when it comes to my job and I'm trying to, you know, when I have a good time, I have a good time. So everything I do, it's like 130%. Is it that right? achieve, and achieve, so, achieve that your parents? Achieve, achieve, yeah. achieve. That's exactly okay. right. So it's like if I'm going to have a night out, it's like I'm on the table <laughs> Achieve, 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 <laughs> like, you know, the most hectic one out, but then like it's work, it's like 100% work. And so when it's parenthood, I'm like, okay, let's, I, I think I could do this. I, I think I could do it perfectly. It will be fine. And, you know, and then when I stuff up, as we're talking about these fails, um, you know, it's it's hard to process. Know, yeah. And I think it's just a, a learned yeah. lesson now just to try to get out of that sort of, yeah, behavior and that hard that you know the the um negative talk that we we all do to ourselves you know every now oh, and then absolutely and just forgive yourself and also know would it be okay if you did fuck your kids up a little bit what are they going to learn from that what resilience will they yeah resilience? exactly what resilience right. will come in what strengths will mm-hmm. they have you can't go through life creating and with a goal to create children that haven't had any experiences and to create experiences sometimes that comes with hurt and hardship but what lessons come from that is strength and resilience like if that's if that's what you can create that life experience we're all here for a human experience right so if we can gift that to them what kind of adults will we raise yeah like that's that's the piece for me that has just been like it's okay if i get it a little wrong it's okay if I get it a little yeah. right too. Either way, it's okay. It's all in the human experience. It's all in the parenting experience. Yeah. Yeah. 
And often from our hardships comes our greatest strengths, right? You know, um, I'm only as ambitious because of a certain upbringing that I had where we didn't have much. So I I saw, Mm -hmm. you know, I saw what that looked like and therefore I'm ambitious now. I mean, similar to yourself, you're probably so great in the area of, you know, the mindset and all of that because of all the work that you've done and also from, you know, um, your childhood Mm -hmm. too. So it can be our greatest strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank Thank you so much for coming on today. We will close out that conversation here. However, we are going to have you back monthly, I believe, which is going to be fun. I'd love yes. to. Yes, so if anyone has anything you want to hear a conversation on, please send it through. You can send it through to our DMs. I will tag both of us in the show notes of this episode because we are excited to bring you conversations around all the things that no one else is talking about or things that you feel like you want to hear more on. So please drop in.